hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.live. I'm Grant Glad. I'm glad you're here. You know who else I'm glad is here? Danny and Lane from Full Catholic. How are you guys doing? Woo-woo. Hi, yeah. we're doing real well. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, hey, Lane, <laughs> thanks so much for coming. I uh, I have been I've been hounding you guys to get you up here for a little while. I've been bugging you about this, so I apologize mm-hmm. for that. I'm I, I like to think it's professionally persistent. No, you are <laughs> very professional and very persistent. We are so glad to be here in the in the Taekwondo studio. In the Taekwondo studio. <laughs> You're putting the kibosh in my professionalism. <laughs> well, it brings back some memories. It doesn't really have too much of an inkling of Taekwondo in here right now at the moment. But no, yeah, yeah not anymore. Did you it, do Taekwondo? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah, it was brown belt with one red stripe, and then Ooh. I stopped. Wow. So What is the what red stripe? It, you, you end up getting your belt, then you get a sequence of stripes, and then you break some boards, and then <laughs> you prove your perseverance and a bunch of other qualities internally and and then you get your next belt and i never made it to black belt so So you were like almost a black belt close Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome that's pretty cool that's how old were you i was nine ten maybe yeah ten years old when i stopped so do you remember like the moves is it ingrained no not really not at all Honestly, but I do still have all the broken boards at my parents' house, and it was kind of depressing <laughs> going back and looking at them as an adult because you realize they weakened or they gave you boards that had m- significantly weakened wood in the in the middle oh, that's to facilitate fair. breaking it. Yeah, I mean you could flick it with your finger. <laughs> so they had to get you in somehow. You know, there's there's always a hook, and if you're breaking boards at eight years old, you feel pretty tough. You do feel pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, I, w- I would not have messed with you at eight. I would have ran away from you on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's bringing back good memories. Absolutely. Good good to hear it. Does yeah. it smell a little bit like a, like a humidor, like a cigar store in here to you guys? Oh, is that the prior? I don't know. Like that was the smell that I picked up. I know talking about smells on the radio is not going to translate very well, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, no humidor vibes. No humidor vibes. All right, I'm, I'm just, I'm just crazy. <laughs> Very pleasant. Yeah, uh, Danny, do you have a, do you have a, a brown belt? Any hidden taekwondo uh, uh, skills? I do not. No. I did take a uh, ninjutsu class a couple years ago, but it was kind of a like a meditation, sword fighting Ooh. type of intro karate class. I guess that's cool. It was really fun. I can't find those classes anywhere though. No, I, I did in Colorado and can't find it. <sighs> Somebody okay. needs to what's it? Nin, 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 I can't say the word ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Yeah. Somebody out there needs to start a ninjutsu class. Please do. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will be there. First customer. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. We're in a yoga studio, so well, like next door, Willowbridge. If you want to get a ninjutsu class, you've got a customer lined up, <laughs> ready to ready to come. <laughs> yes, <great>. please. <laughs> uh, well, en- enough about your guys' taekwondo pass. I wanted to talk to you about your your musical future. I guess how was that for a transition? That's um, fine. That's all we're gonna say about <laughs> taekwondo. You're sure? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's the end. I think we might we we'll might have opened a it, yeah. can of worms. Um, so you guys, you guys have been a band for. Sorry, I keep saying guys too. I apologize, Danny. It, it's it's like super it's midwestern. It, yeah, I mean it that way. Um, so, how long have you all been a band? When did when did Full Catholic start? What's the story? How far how far back you want to go? It's um, this band's incarnation has been around for one year. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a similar version of this band has been around for about two years but prior to that we didn't really know what we were doing we were just playing 
covers that we were interested in, a lot of folk stuff, and switching off instruments left and right. And really just playing each other's songs, you yeah, know? Like yeah. we, we all just kind of recorded things in our bedrooms separately and mm-hmm. um, would send things back and forth remotely and, mm-hmm. you know... And I would I would play drums on one of Lane's songs, and he would play bass on one of mine, and That's vice cool. versa. Yeah, we all played drums on everyone's songs. <laughs> we all sang our own songs, which seems so ridiculous yeah. in retrospect that Danny was there in the room not singing the song while I was singing it. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you're listening, that will make sense once you hear Danny's voice. <laughs> but I think Tony, <laughs> Tony, when we um, went in to record a couple of songs for the first time, um, we were all playing our separate songs. He was the one that was really pushing, you know, yeah. you should probably stick to guitar and you should probably stick to singing <laughs> and bass and you should play drums. And yeah. <clears throat> and Tony runs Minnehaha Recording Companies where we recorded this record and, and our next one. Shout out to Tony. Tony, Tony mm-hmm. Will, Will, Williamet down at the Minnehaha Recording Company. Um, we'll give him a shout out, even though I can't seem to get him on the show. I keep trying. <laughs> busy won't. man. He is a busy man. New dad. Yeah. New, new babe, yep. Uh, so is everyone in the band a songwriter then? Is that is that what I'm hearing? That's, that's correct. That's, yeah. And is it every, in every iteration of the band, has that been kind of the case? That's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. So it's a band full of songwriters. And that, that does explain kind of the... Uh, I don't, I don't know the word, but uh, the differences between some of the songs, right? You can kind of tell, mm-hmm. s- similar to like, I mean, this is a compliment, kind of like the White Album. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell that like, oh, that's a that's a George song. That's a that's a Paul song, right? Mm-hmm. right. But there's still Beatles songs, just like there's still full Catholic songs. So they're still, when brought to the band, they come yeah. together. Absolutely, I, yeah. yeah. And we I'm, definitely, you know, I think the more you listen to some of our stuff, you can start to tell which ones became more collaborative full Catholic songs, you know. Yeah. The original iteration may have been very bare bones, and then it kind of got developed Sure. Into very much a full Catholic sound. <clears throat> yeah, we're pretty hyper aware that some of our songs sound dramatically different from others. And so we try to fill that in by either making the instrumentation very similar or the tones on the guitars, um, the way it's recorded. Yeah. If we can keep similarity there, then it does feel unified. Mm-hmm. I think the tricky part is writing from my perspective and John's perspective and now, and formerly Sam's and now Dez's perspective, writing vocal parts for Danny it's it's just tricky you know content wise timbre rhythm all of that (laughs) yeah starting in the right key and everything you know because I I have a lower voice I think that everyone else in the band typically (laughs) and in my comfort zone Mm -hmm. um and we kind of had to adjust a bunch of our, our first couple songs yeah you also have a really cool way of phrasing like vocal lines some like melody lines are very it's very interesting and i love it because it's very there there's a melodicness there and there's like a raw power too i i, I don't know how else to describe it oh but thank I just, you yeah it's it's one of the things that i love about your band i'm, I'm just fanboying out over here is what's happening that's that's great to hear we get mixed reviews about that specific um quality actually really like when we sent songs and they've you know, some people will say, this is really awkward. You know, the phrasing, I, you know, it's interesting, but I can't get into it. I think it might be too weird, you know. That's too bad. So that's, that's very cool to hear. Yeah, those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll say. We'll just keep telling ourselves that, too. <laughs> no, I... I mean, we're not making it for them anyway. That's well, just it. You make music you like, and 
you know, what are we going to change it? Yeah. We're just not going to make music we like now? Yeah. yeah We're like, people yeah. happen to like this? This is great. <laughs> right? Us? Okay. Speaking, speaking of music you like, who mm-hmm. are your people? Who are your artists? Because oh, there is so mm-hmm. many influences. I can't, when I listen to the full Catholic record, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is full Catholic. Yeah. I can't pick out, like, specific, this is, this came from this. I don't, I don't have that, and I love it. Yeah. We have so many. It's kind of a... If you listen to that record, for instance, it's almost like a song by song. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can compare each song to a different artist, but yeah, it, it all, all falls in a few categories that we're interested in. There's definitely this folk Americana um, sort of Wilco Grateful Dead, Gillian Welsh, Gillian Welsh, oh, yeah. John Prine yeah. aspect, um, and then there's like freak folk music that kind of sags out of that, like Animal Collective and things like that. And then Joanna Newsom, Joanna Newsom. Um, and then you get into some really weird psychedelic proggy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swans, Anna von Hosswell. Anna von Hosswell, huge, oh, yeah. huge influence mm-hmm. for me. We love the Pixies. We love Pixies. We love um, a lot of singer songwriters. I was a big Fiona Apple fan growing up, so that was a big vocal influence. Yeah. Um, but Pixies, yeah, for everyone, pretty big influence i'd say mm-hmm. that that makes sense now that you say them to me i'm like yeah, yeah. This, this makes a lot of sense yeah yeah right. I, I that tracks for sure i i hear gillian welch and traveling song especially mm-hmm. that's that feels like a heavy influence by gillian welch gillian welch yeah mm-hmm. yeah that her what's the name of that record is it called time the revelator um yeah yeah it's I called the it's revelator some parentheses yeah, yeah right yeah. that record is top 10 yeah revelator is sure. such a good song <laughs> that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that, is, that is a great song um, so I, I always I always am curious about songwriters and like nerding out about songwriting process. Mm-hmm. How do you guys do it? And I know I don't mean like do the words come first or do the music come <laughs> first? Like not not that. Like are you walking through the world with a pen and a pad and like you you're like there's a train that went by, there's a song in that. Like how where where do your ideas come from? Everyone's so different. I find this really fascinating too because we all write in a very in very different ways. Um and I, I feel like I'm the most unproductive in the way I write because I, I very much have to wait till I feel a certain way or I like desperately need to explain or describe something. Yeah. Um, and for me, initially, I'll get kind of an, um, a first uh, urge to write based on something I need to make sense of. Um, and sometimes, oftentimes, the music and the lyrics will come at the same time. Um, and I'll just kind of mess around on guitar yeah. or bass or whatever instrument, you know, feels right at the time and cool. kind of whittle it down. Um, it feels kind of like a sculpture to me, I think. Yeah. Is the most accurate way to really describe it. But um, mm-hmm. it can take a while. I mean, sometimes I'll write a song in an hour. I feel like my best songs are written really fast. Um, and then other times it can take months and months. So it'll be like a third of the way done and then I'll come back to it a year later. Yeah. <laughs> But you get a fresh set of eyes on it at that point. Yeah. And it's kind of, you're like in a different spot than you were when you started it, right? So you get a different perspective on the yeah, definitely. original idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, can I embody who I was then? What was I trying to say? Okay. Maybe yeah. this part just goes into something else entirely. Yeah. But. And like, just to jump on what you're saying about your own songwriting, because this is a little bit different for John and I, but you'll, you'll write the song on a simple instrument a single instrument, I should say, with your vocal part, and then all the other concepts are in your head, and you'll bring it to the band and start telling us sort of how you imagine things would sound, yeah. how this section should sound, and then we 
sort of take it over from there. And yeah. within a few days, we have the and it'll just we'll be like, yes, that's right. No, that's not right. No, it needs a little bit more of this. And I'm I'm the least classically trained, you know, in terms of you know music school or um, in the band, and um, so sometimes I all communicate things just. <laughs> in metaphors, you know, I just um, try to describe it the best way I can, and or I'll demonstrate something on an instrument, and then we'll just kind of build it from there. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I really envy the way that John and um, and Lane and even Des writes really great songs too. Mm-hmm. Um, our our new drummer Des Lawrence has his own band called Dusty Forever, um, and he writes really great songs. Just a little plug. He does Dusty yeah. Forever. We'll play some Dusty tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Do yeah. That very, 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 very yeah. talented mu- musician. Um, but I, Lane and John are super productive writers, I and mean, it's like really interesting to kind of compare the the yeah. process. I mean, our process is more write many songs trash the ones we don't like a few days later you know what's your ratio what's your ratio like if you had to guess oh it's actually being accepted into full catholic (laughs) depends on who who listens first Uh, i think it's one out of ten are actually being proposed to full catholic yeah that's even that's pretty good Mm -hmm. yeah you know that's a proud number that's That's pretty good good. yeah. yeah and those aren't like fully fleshed out songs that's probably for all of us too. And sometimes I'll hear Lane or John working on something, and we'll be like, "Why haven't you presented this yet? No, no, is it that good? Yes, yeah, it's incredible. That's awesome." But we both we'll write our whole song, we'll do our demo, we'll play drums and bass and guitar and synths on and all the vocals, and then bring it to the band. Wow! So it's a very different process, um, which I guess is less organic than the way you do it, and um, maybe a little more stingy about like what we want here what we want here and i don't know something to think about danny what's your favorite metaphor you've used to try and get them to to play something oh god um well i do there's so many but it's a great i do remember asking tony in the studio one time um this is not when we were writing a song but I'm trying to add a certain element to it, and I wanted it to sound like someone hitting a baseball bat in a silo, like hitting a ball with a metal bat in a silo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony's like, "Okay, that's pretty specific, that. though. That's exactly <laughs> what you should want." Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I don't remember which movie this was. It was like Brian Brian Wilson used to do that. That's how mm. he would tell people what to how to get the sounds that he wanted. Oh, I'll take he'd, that. Yeah. He'd be like, "I want this to sound more more blue," mm-hmm. and, and like not he'd just be like, "I need this to sound more red, more yeah. majestic." Like he'd use the words like that, and mm-hmm. people were like, oh, "You have notes? And yeah, like, those are the notes." It's like speaking right. in emotions. Yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly. it needs to feel this way. Yeah. Well, for weeks, there's a song on this record called "Reckon You" that Danny wrote. And there's a section that hadn't been written. And we and we were in the studio. We recorded part one, part two, part three. And there was a bridge between part one and part two that was silent on the mix. And Danny kept saying, now, this is going to be this wall of sound, this sheet of metal, <laughs> this sheet of sound. She kept saying that. We kept just interpreting that as something that would sound like a sheet of metal ringing. After about two months, we realized she was building a sheet of metal <laughs> <laughs> out of cans and... <laughs> <laughs> like like um, sea glass and shells and bottle yeah. caps and yeah pieces of scrap. Like, this metal. is the sheet of metal. 
<laughs> yeah. That's that shit. Yeah, I was being yeah. very specific. That's you you were being. Specific. They're like, what does this metaphor mean? She's like, I brought my sheet of metal. <laughs> like, I'm being very direct <laughs> here. This is not a figurative statement. <laughs> Tony, I need you to come with me to the silo. I brought a metal bat and a ball. We're going to record that sound. Don't ask any questions. I'm being very specific, you guys. I don't know why this is such a problem. Uh, I I, I love that. So are there any... And I, I'm not going to ask you to air the band's dirty laundry, but are there any instances where you like bring a song to the band? And you're like, I love this one, and they're like, I don't know, it's not full Catholic enough. Like for anybody in the band, oh, yeah. does that ever happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we can argue. We are banned um, when we're trying to figure out whether something should be included or not. You know, we have these. Everyone kind of takes a position and you know presents their argument and. Um, just kind of side with whatever makes the most sense you know we just have to kind of persuade each other one way or the other it's a true roman democracy yeah it really is a very democratic band yeah yeah it's great i mean we we do um tell band well what's kind of nice is everyone has their own aside from really me everyone has their own sort of solo side projects and are happy to just take songs into that direction yeah and sometimes people bring music to the table that sounds more like their other stuff and doesn't sound like full catholic um but we give most things a shot oh for we sure try yeah. It as a band. yeah and i think initially lane and i kind of tried to get away from writing and um and we just we wrote folk songs primarily for so long and um so a lot of our original stuff has that kind of bent to it um and every once in a while a really folky song will come out and we'll decide is this too much for full catholic because full catholic's taken kind of a darker you know rockier sound in, in yeah. recent years so it's really evolved um but we have a couple songs on this new album that i would say kind of go back to the old the old way yeah um yeah we had to we had to figure out if that it worked or not and i think it does so, so, I'm sorry, I cut you off, Lane. Go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, um, I was going to say, when you say new album, are you referring to the new album that just came out like three months ago? Or is there another new album? There's another <laughs> old new album. <laughs> Love to hear it. What's the story? Um, so, this is the album that we kind of figured out our sound um, working through. Um, it's called All Is Well. And... Um, this a lot of these songs were kind of worked out in the studio before Every Dream at Once. Okay. Um, so, and Every Dream at Once is the album we just released in May. Great album, um, everybody. I'm gonna <laughs> listen to it tonight. <laughs> and that's more or less a, a live a live album. Um, but all as well is a lot a lot of our original songs that we recorded, and you know, in a true sense, we were kind of figuring out our sound yeah. as we were writing that. Um, and. I don't know what else to say. I don't know if I should say too much about... Well, I think the main thing to say is when we started recording that album, Danny sang her songs, I sang my songs, Johnny, John sang his songs. We each put... None of us are great drummers. John and Danny are much better than I am. But unfortunately, I was playing drums on a third of the songs, you know? And and at some point it all just clicked that this is not the way this band should should run we had to sort of revamp everything while we were in the process of recording and so we love these songs very much but they've gone through quite a process to try to get to where they are now and they still have a little bit of work to do but it's going to be a it's going to be a really great record it sounds very different to this record that you're referring to all every dream at once um 
are songs that were written around the same time, but they were all sort of written with the concept of Danny being our singer, our devoted singer and bassist, and at the time, Sam Hall being our drummer. And so it made things a lot easier in the recording process, and we were able to do it a lot quicker. So, yeah. For, and do you guys have a, do you have a timeline for the release on the new one at all? Um, I think we were shooting for the end of this year, but I really hesitate to say that. That sounds Fair. possible. That sounds yeah, possible. It, it might be possible. Yeah. Yeah. How many How many new full Catholic songs are we Are we looking at on this on the new one? Um, it's eight or nine. Mm. It's a yeah. perfect length of a record. Yeah. Born to Run is eight songs. <laughs> is it right? Yeah. Highway sixty one is nine. I, I I have a thing with the number of songs on a record, and I think eight or nine is the sweet spot. And Highway sixty one <laughs> and Born to Run have these great seven eight minute anthems exactly you know, those are the radio songs on yep. those records too so yeah that's that's where it's at well i've had you guys talking about your music for for so long now mm-hmm. you guys have any interest in playing one of the, one of your songs we, we you can we you can play one or i can play a studio let's play one yeah so yeah this is the first song on every dream at once and it's called fly on the wall and it's just Danny and I here in the studio, so this is um, just going to be acoustic guitar and our two vocals. Like the old days. Can you give me one more strum on that guitar, please? I'm sorry. Gold. Moon and sun, stereo. Moon and sun, stereo. Moon and sun, stereo. Moon and sun, stereo. Moon and sun, Sun stereo, come on. 
<laughs> that was beautiful. And that is why I bugged you guys for so long to come up here. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Um, what's the story behind that song? <laughs> yeah. Well, that song's really about community and um, enjoyment and camaraderie and getting together and good times and in the most simple version of that song that's all that is um there's like a i guess a separate sort of aspect to that song um that's about understanding of the people that are around you and um compassion and i'm not gonna get too deep into that because <laughs> that's a little weird but um but yeah, it's it's you know clearly just sort of a mantra. It's yeah. just a couple of lines and yeah. just like beckoning, you know, mm-hmm. when you know, when those around you feel like isolating, you know, kind of slowly beckoning them back out to the yard. Come yeah. down mm-hmm. and join us, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty, and it's it's a perfect time to get people to come back out and join us, mm-hmm. right? It's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like a welcoming sort of yeah. intro. It, yeah, it is. It is a welcoming track. I I love that for sure. Okay. So that that was off of for anybody out there listening. That was off of every dream at once. It's the opening song on the record that we just got treated to a little acoustic version of. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys are okay, I might chop that up and start playing the acoustic version on the air. Well, that um, sounds good because yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Um, but I, I haven't let you talk too much about every dream at once and like the story behind that record. I mean, you guys put this out in May, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was it went through a few different iterations of the band to get to the final result, and went through a different few different prisms. Recorded down at Minnehaha Recording Company. What's the uh, how's how's the re- I'm fumbling with my words. See you guys, maybe uh, dumb mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but how's how's the reception been to the record? How have you guys been out promoting it, out playing around town, and all that good stuff? Yeah, we've been playing a bunch um, recently. Um, we have a bunch of shows li- lined up. We actually have one this Saturday at Amsterdam Bar. Um, with Shush and Allergen and Queen Rat. I think they're from Philly. Um, and uh, one on in, I think September 2nd with Uncle Jesse's Comb, mm-hmm. um, 331. So we've been playing a bunch of shows. We've been promoting as much as we could, um, you know, sending out to different blogs yep. and, you know, doing that whole thing. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we <laughs> we really no don't. It's yeah. Someone CDs, out there, please help compact us. discs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing we, wrong with we that. Will, we will <laughs> invest in some vinyl at some point, but it's I so backed it. up right now. It's like a it's, year out, yeah, isn't it? We're yeah. probably going to have another album out before that happens. So. Yeah. That's all right. Well, then it becomes a special thing when you put it out. You know, Then it's the re-release and you get to do the, do the whole thing exactly, again. Talk yeah. to the blogs and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad people are receiving the record good because it's a great album. And like I alerted to earlier, all the listeners out there, later on tonight, I'm going to play the thing front to back. And uh, I'm not going to make them listen to it because I know you guys have listened to it probably a million <laughs> times by now. It part, it's a part of the mixing process. I'm not saying that they're narcissistic or anything. You just, no, you, we, we resent the album at this point. <laughs> we can't, can't say it anymore. <laughs> right? It's funny how that happens. You, yeah. lo- you love the thing and it's like your child and you put it out in the world and then you're like, I am done with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's got, you know. We um we have a different drummer since this was recorded, so these songs sound different now when we yeah. play them out than they did. This song that this was the first time we've ever played this song "Fly on the Wall" acoustic with pretty harmonies and things. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that was pretty. Uh, I have no idea how I sounded it, right it there. It was pretty, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we play it completely differently now with a bunch of loops and electric guitars and feedback and yeah. It, so these songs have taken a totally new form. I, I love yeah. that. Do you get? Do you guys do like? Try, when you try out a song with the band, do you ever go and try it out on stage and see what the audience does and then see what the reaction is and go like, all right, that's a dud, that's a keeper? Do you guys ever do that? Yeah, definitely. We, we used to um, go to open mics to do that um, for that for that purpose entirely. Um, and actually recently, recently we just presented a pretty new song called Good Man um, at the Treasury this last weekend. And that's exactly why we were. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to check out, you know, the... The response and we had a great time playing it so i don't even know if i checked in on anyone's face <laughs> but i didn't really care because it was, it was it was really fun yeah it's it's not we're playing enough now that we can kind of sneak in a, a new song and not feel bad about it yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's not like you're, you're taking away their hard-earned money because of the you know squeezing in a four-minute one yeah yeah or or taking away from the songs we practiced a lot you know mm-hmm. it's it's okay if it's not perfect yet that's part of the experience yeah. too. There's something about going to a show and seeing a band that's like, we're gonna try something new, and you're like, this is this is a moment. This is why I come to the show. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. this is. I'm not gonna get this anywhere else. Like people trying stuff out. So that's. I think that's awesome that you guys do that, and it, it helps the songs, and and it makes sense that you guys do that one, and you recorded the album live because you sound very tight and meshed in like a band that has played together and has tried things out on stage you know there's there's a difference between bands that do that and bands that don't i think yeah i think you can just there's a difference in the sound the mm-hmm. tightness yeah we and I, we appreciate yeah, pre- appreciate you that's saying really that nice. it's really nice and and we want that we want we want our sound even on the records to sound somewhat messy and yeah. somewhat mm-hmm. live and yep. somewhat like we're accepting these small errors because this is just how we are as mm-hmm. a group and i i love that so <laughs> it's human so it gives it that human element you know yeah yeah well you guys have been here for a while and there's something we talked about before we got on the air that i did want to ask you about because neither of you are from minnesota is the rest of the band from minnesota um des the drummer our drummer des is from wisconsin so he's only one from the midwest he's an honorary minnesotan at this point he's been here the longest (laughs) right um but i'm from virginia roanoke virginia um blue ridge mountain area um and I'm from Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. John is from Augusta, Georgia. All three of us went to college in Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, John never now lives in Chicago. Yeah. Got it. So, so this question I ask everybody, it's going to hit a bit different for you guys. Mm-hmm. So I asked this to everyone, like, why, why do you stay in the Minneapolis music scene? I don't mean that to be derogatory about Minneapolis. <laughs> it's just... Like there are options everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So why why aren't you in Atlanta? Why not Virginia? Why did you choose Minneapolis? And I love I love to just know why why you're here. Um, well, I've been uh, and all of us have been part of various music scenes, and they all have perks and great things about them. I I've never really felt as welcomed into a music scene as I have yeah. in Minneapolis Agreed, and St. Paul, yeah. and by other artists. There, there, there's not competition. It's, it's support. It's yeah. um, people aren't trying to take things away from you. They're trying to build share you the up space. And, yeah. yeah, and it's pretty infectious. And we felt it right away. And we're just astonished at the talent here. I mean, it's it's just endless. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I go out every weekend and I see a band that just blows me away, and that feels really good to just be rubbing shoulders with people doing the same thing mm-hmm. at you know somewhat around the same stages and just like. 
cannot believe I'm, all these people should be famous you know right <laughs> I just it's, just, it's really mm-hmm. incredible so many talented people here I, I love it. And the reason I ask that question is because the answer is always the same. <laughs> and that's, that's what I love about uh-huh. it, right? Like people, people that I think choose to be in the Minneapolis music scene mm-hmm. are just, you're not like the people that choose to go to LA because there's a different goal there. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that goal. If you want to go to LA and, and make it, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I, I have a an immense amount of respect to the people that are in Minneapolis making music because they love music because they love the music scene and because they want to build a scene and build something here and I just think that's that's a cool thing I think it's a cool thing that we we shouldn't take for granted and I try not to myself you know absolutely like, yeah I agree I'm yeah. glad people are giving the same answer <laughs> <laughs> it's in, in, in ex- ex- exactly what you, you both were saying about like everyone's trying to build each other up that everyone says that Every, it's not a competitive space of like why'd they get that headlining slot yeah. you know why why didn't why wasn't it for me mm-hmm. no, none of that no it's, you show up and dance at their show ex- yeah absolutely <laughs> exactly yes. yeah everyone you show I think that's I should change the name of this show you, yeah. show, you show up and dance dance that's that's I mean, what it is that's the coolest thing like when you love the bands on your bill and then you can just hang out and just like dance your ass off you Yum. know and like we just played a show we are in another band with our with Daz, our drummer um called dusty forever which i mentioned earlier and we played the turf um club oh, yeah? just last weekend with sleeping jesus their nice. uh their cd release show album release show and it was so much fun. I mean, we just yeah. had a blast, like meeting everyone and dancing. And I just, I love being a part of that scene. It's just, mm-hmm. there's nothing better. I, I love that. I saw Sleeping Jesus back in February with the get together at the Turf Club. They were playing there then, I think. I think it was February. I don't know, but they're pretty good. They're, they're so good. Really yeah, tight. super locked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and that's that's just it. I didn't know them before I showed up in February, and I was like, who's this? Like, I went to see the get-together, right? Yeah. And then the, the Sleeping like, Jesus was there, and I was like, oh, of course, there's another great band, yeah. right? Like, and what? You, <laughs> Why haven't I heard of this band? What right? in the world? I, I, I run a radio show, so I have to, I'm, like, embarrassed now. It's like, I should know all of them, but there's so many good there's ones. So like, many, yeah. You can, you can miss them just by missing them. And we're not from here, so I, I can say, like, you know, I would, I hope, hope eventually I would know, but, jeez, blown I, away. Well, I think an alternate, alternate, alternate title for your show could be show up for all the opening bands. <laughs> like, you're going to miss someone good if you don't. It's, you are. It's, it's, yeah, it's real. It's, it's so true. Yeah, everybody out there, show up for the opening bands. And also, <laughs> when the opening band has merch, make sure you go to the merch table, say hi to them, because Danny and Lane will be hanging out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying you guys are going to be opening bands all the time, but I, yeah. the, the bands are going to be hanging out, slinging merch. Yeah. And I'm going to say what the artists never want to, that Spotify only pays them point zero 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 five cents every time you play a song. But when you pay 20 bucks for a record or a CD, that all goes in their pockets and helps them to make more music for you. So it's super helpful. It's the best way to support a band is to go to the shows and to buy the merch from them say hi you will make a friend for life i guarantee it there are local bands that i bought cds from that come with handwritten notes i've never gotten a handwritten note from a major label i'll tell you that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. it's it's kind of a cool thing i mean mm-hmm. they, like building building a music scene people i one thing that i like to say is like people like to go to local farm to table restaurants right you like to have your food locally get your music locally too because there's so much great talent here that you can catch every weekend yeah just go to go to any website like i mean first have the current whatever pick one and there they've got the gigs listed. you cannot fail yeah absolutely yeah. it will be entertaining yeah and i know you guys mentioned it earlier but since we're on the topic where can people see full catholic coming up again 
So we have um, our next show is August 27th, this Saturday at Amsterdam Bar. Um, and then we have one September 2nd at 331. Um, and then I think the 15th at Underground. Yeah, September 15th at Underground Music mm -hmm. Cafe. Underground Music Cafe, yep. yeah. Nice. So those are our next So three. another night, yeah. And okay. Leslie. And we are trying to do some sort of fall welcoming slash, you know, existing in terror in regards to the upcoming winter festival in our backyard. And we did it last year, <laughs> and it was called Dark Night of the Soul. It was really fun. It was very cold. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, really my, fun. my hands went <laughs> And we are going to try to do that again this year and have several bands play awesome. in our mm -hmm. backyard in South Minneapolis. Um, That'll be a great time. At yeah. the Full Catholic That'll House. Be fun. Yeah. The Full Catholic House. I yeah. love that. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, so speaking, speaking of gigs, I'm going to take a U-turn on gigs. <laughs> You guys had like a really awful gig experience. Can you tell the story? Oh God! You don't have Just to name one. names or places. I mean, you can, you can, you can pick. <laughs> you got a great story. Awful gigs. I have awful gig experiences from other bands. Like what, what, I, yeah, I knocked to... over the synthesizer for another band oh, oh, no. off their stand um, oh, no. when oh, it was no. doing my sound check and it didn't turn on. <gasps> oh no! Well, that was not good. That's bad. Do you, do you, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you who this Yeah, I'll tell you about that story later. <laughs> um, so when you ask that question, that's the That's the one that comes to mind. That, yes. well, that beats anything I could come up with. The flight oh. feeling I just had. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I brought it back. My yeah. bad. Sweating oh. here. Well, Danny, you're in good shape then if you got if you got nothing worse than that. We're in, I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. think I could top that. I mean, I, most of, I mean, I, I'm a... Uh, I, I get really, really terrible stage fright. I really, really, you know, I have to work through it. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've definitely like felt really sick before a gig before, but it's never entirely ruined a gig. That's, you know, that's knock good. on wood. There, <laughs> there's an element of energy that comes from that. Do you do the square breathing before? Is that like the nostril? Oh, no, it's like in for like four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. In ah, for, that's, no, I, yeah. have, I have not done that. I do meditate for like a good hour before. Good move. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I kind of isolate and meditate. And then, you know, if I have to throw up, I'll just do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get through it however you got to get through yeah, it. Yeah, it happens. Stage fright is hard. I make I, it. Yeah. Make it through. Good, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Isolate and meditate and throw up. Hey, yeah, you know, whatever it works for some people. Whatever it takes. Oh, so, sorry to make you talk about uh, anxiety rituals. I mean, oh, I'll giving, talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get me to shut up. Oh, I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. And you're having, having panic attacks on stage. Oh God, that's the worst. It's the best to just talk talk your way through it. Just tell everyone what you're experiencing. Yeah, just explain it. <laughs> can't breathe right now. Yeah, this is okay. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm serious. Yeah, I like I like the Bo Burnham uh, line about it. I I don't I think it was on Inside the special. Did you guys see that? Is that the, ne um, yeah, the Netflix one? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. so I stopped doing comedy because I started having panic attacks yeah. on stage, which is not a good place to have them. Yeah, and it's, no, it's not. I can't think of a worse place. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's I I think about like Mazzy Star and Cat Power and all and um I, I think Sia is one of those people too. Like. You know, have a hard time performing sometimes, and you know, will cover their face or not really interact with the crowd. And yeah. um, I, I, I feel often that I might come off very serious and cool, and you know, mm -hmm. mean on stage. But 
people don't know I'm terrified. Yeah. If you throw up, <laughs> reputation will be out the, the most window. punk rock singer ever. <laughs> and as Des said the other day, if you throw up, we will all throw up. Right? <laughs> I have we'll, the best we'll band do, ever. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw up right there. Yeah. Right. Every, they got your back. So supportive. <laughs> you can't beat that. That is that is where it's at. Throw up in unison. Uh, I, think, I think some of the greatest of all time have stage fright and anxiety to a certain extent. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who like, how do I describe this? Like the, the, the mystique of like mental illness makes everything great because mental illness sucks. But mm-hmm. like there is an element of like that anxiety coming out when you're on stage and like you walk off and you feel a little bit relieved, right? Yeah. Like, like it kind of like something just got out of you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think after the third song, I'm usually in the clear <laughs> <laughs> and you know, often I can't even see anyone. So I just, I feel like I'm in my living room eventually and just kind of vibing out. Yeah. Zone out. And that's, that's a sweet spot. Some great full Catholic songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I dig that. So if you guys if you guys could open for anybody, who would you who would you want to open for? Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. You go first. Wow, that's hard. Um, you don't have one in mind. I do. Go yeah. You you go for it. I I would love to open for Anna von Hauswolf. Um. That's that's explain, the one that really comes. Explain who from. that is. She's, she's just she's this uh, artist, this European artist who just does this. She's uh, an, uh, classically trained as an opera yeah. singer, and just um, has this heavy rock influence, and just uses her voice in these really unique ways, um, and creates a sound that I just haven't really heard anywhere else. Um, super passionate, and I yeah, you just have to. You have to listen to it. Check I, it I very much recommend it. How how do we how do I spell this? Um, a N N A, von, V O N H A U S S W O L F. Might have two Fs at the end. Mm-hmm. There is two Fs at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Anna von Hauswolf. Yeah. All right. She plays in Oregon. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Like I this huge, huge church organ. Um, and so she's like she headbanging on this organ. Yeah, I mean, she can only play in cathedrals. Oh, really? Because, because of the I organ. think the Catholic yeah. Church actually like boycotted her at one point. Oh, she's my they favorite were like, now. This is like satanic <laughs> music. Oh, good for yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, not them. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it was one of those classic satanic panics. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh. I think she still went. I think she still did the gig though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was playing in like three different churches across Europe. Good for her. Go on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Lane, what about yeah, you? I'm, I'm trying to. Th- so I, I would want that band to be one of, sort of a nostalgic type of band, on top of someone that I still think really kills it live, and I think bands in that category are, My Morning Jacket mm. would be extremely fun to play with. Um, Wilco would be a dream. Um, bands that aren't quite as famous but in the same spectrum would be. Built to Spill, Deer Hunter, mm. Cass oh, McCombs. Nice. I would love to play with any of 
yeah. them if they pill. would have us. Yeah. yeah. Please have us. Amen, <laughs> Uh Have you, um, slightly off topic, have you heard the band Middle Brother before? Yes. Yeah, that's when you said Deer Hunter, that's, it made me think of that, that yeah. one album that they made. That's, right. <laughs> that one album that has um, Portland. The, yeah, the song ex- Portland. Yep, yeah. exactly. And that's why the whole tie-in <laughs> is here with me because Sam, their old drummer moved back to Portland, Sam. Uh, Shout right. out to Sam. Not their old drummer, your old drummer. Your old drummer. What a great record. Oh, that is that is an awesome record. <laughs> it's And actually, oddly enough, that kind of reminds me of the full Catholic sound a little bit. Yeah. That, that middle brother uh, type of sound. That's good to hear. Yeah. No, I dig it. Speaking of the full Catholic sound, do you guys want to play another song? Or yeah. do you want me to do a studio song? Hmm. Let's play. You want to play two songs? Oh, sure. Or just one? Uh, you surprised me. What, what you let's doing? let's play two more songs. Two more songs? Yeah. All right. Because I feel like all the songwriters, or at least three, need to be represented. Yeah, so, that's true. That's fair. Um, this is the last <clears throat> song on the record. Love on, it. On uh, Every Dream at Once. And it's called Sleep on Rocks. And this is going to sound much different. <laughs> I love it. Do you just want to come in like where the vocals should start at the beginning? Okay. Stop a while, I stop a while Cause I know what a road is And I know what it means If you aren't moving somewhere Then you aren't being safe in the world Can't process you, it just takes down your name Feel my smallness for a moment Feel the silence of the crowd I'm such an easy thing to crush They find the prettiest places and they make the world wait Sometimes I find myself that way, sometimes I don't When the world's on a shelf and I'm just pretty and alone I walk across America and find its west coast Then I walk right back across and stop a block from my house Then I wait about a week or so See my bed 
bed Sleep on rocks outside my bed It makes me something this canyon of these trees hear a language in the air pull themselves into motion start to execute a plan i know the winds a stern ocean gravity's a demand all my bones are little buttons they could crush to teach a man i'm the little one you're the little one just a little one ready now Out of tune A string here. Sorry about that. No, that was that was beautiful. It's a real special version. <laughs> it it's okay with the A string. Um, yeah, if that's the only song I hear for the rest of the night, that's that's okay. I, I don't mean you. I mean in general in my life. That's that was. I'm out of words. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're we're gonna switch spots. All good, dude. Last couple minutes. Do your thing. Yeah, take your take your time. Um, while you're while you're moving around, you can talk into the air. I'll ask you a question, so we don't have too much dead air. Where did you guys uh, get your like musical beginnings? Not necessarily full Catholic, but individually. You know what what led you to music? Um, yeah, there's well, at the time I got into music, I didn't, I wasn't aware there were any musicians in my family, and um, since going through ancestry, genealogy, those sorts of things, I've gotten to learn a lot more about my family and that's not necessarily the case but at the time you know my parents had a huge record collection they listened to a lot of the Beatles and Bob Dylan and um, sort of 60s British invasion stuff and they were really into Jethro Tull nice Um, (laughs) and Talking Heads and Led Zeppelin and I think it was Led Zeppelin that made me want to play guitar Led Zeppelin 2 and heartbreaker, right? Yeah, the solo and heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah, heartbreaker, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. First thing I asked my guitar teacher to teach me as a twelve-year-old was the solo to, to heartbreaker. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan Holloway, shout out <laughs> my guitar teacher. But anyway, yeah, I got a I got a really cheap guitar that I was renting and rented to own, which means you pay three times as much for it yeah. eventually and um and took guitar lessons and that was it and then i i bought a four track really young as like a 14 year old and started recording my own 
stuff on that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, gosh, I so I grew up um, kind of dabbling in a couple different instruments. I played piano when I was really, really young, um, and then I moved on to violin. I did the Suzuki method for a couple years. Cool. Um, and I was in band, you know, I was really young, and then I didn't really start... I mean, I sang forever. I, you know, woke up singing, went to bed singing. Um, but mostly, you know, I did theater. I did uh, choir when I was super young. And then I started picking up the guitar, I think when I was a senior in high school, um, and just started kind of dabbling with that yeah. and started going to open mics. Um, but all self-taught, you know. I, That's I cool. um, played guitar for a couple of years and just mainly to be able to write my own stuff and then when we all met I picked up the bass um but you know in terms of music history with my family uh my dad was really into yes that's like the main (laughs) band I remember hearing and like just every Saturday yes in the morning um, your grandfather was in a barbershop quartet oh my yeah that's true he was in a barbershop quartet and he was big into theater and that's actually probably in terms of my legacy um, the person in my family who um, was the most musically inclined. But my sister sings, though. My brother has a really good voice, but he doesn't sing a lot. I wish he would. <laughs> Just sings in the shower type of guy? I think so. Yeah. You catch him. My dad sings, has a really good voice, too. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you guys, they uh, they made some good musical offspring, both both families. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let you uh, tell about the song and play it for us here. Yeah, so this is called Traveling Song, and this is on our album Every Dream at Once as well. And uh, this, I guess, this was one of our first full Catholic songs, I believe. Um, it's gone through a couple changes, but this might be the original that you're about to hear. Calling me baby I'm not that I'm breathing see And oh this land is strange And oh how the landscape
give in to the waves in the winds of change and I can't breathe your light is I'm going to take a break to thank our sponsors so I can cry. We'll be right back. <laughs> there it was, folks. My interview with Full Catholic Lane and Danny. What a great group of people. Great band as well. Super fun getting to hear them live in the studio. They're one of my personal favorites locally. And, yeah, it's just one of those one of those bands that you've got to catch live to really catch that energy. Not, not disparaging the records. The records are absolutely incredible. Just the live show takes it to a whole nother level. So it's it's really cool to get a chance to have these private performances at these in these interviews. I, I just love it. I love this job. Thank you for tuning in. Glad you're here. We'll have another episode next Wednesday. And yeah, I'm Grant Glad. You can find me on Instagram, Grant Glad Music. You can follow the radio show on Facebook, facebook.com slash glad you're here radio show. And uh, yeah, grantgladmusic.com for all of my shows or anything that I, I got going on. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And uh, we'll have another great local Minnesota artist for you to listen to and hear their thoughts on things. It's going to be fun. Thanks.